आज प्रीतम सुमेरो सारदार धाऊ देव गणेश पांच देव रक्षा करे ब्रह्मा विष्णु महेश श्यावर राम चंद्र की जय उमापति महादेव की जय बोलो रे भये सब संतन की जय आई एम क्लेयर कोलबर्ग एंड आई एम रावि पटेल लास्ट समर Ravi and I traveled to Gujarat, a region in northwestern India, to collect stories from the communal riots that occurred there in 2002. We began our trip in Anand, the town Ravi's family is originally from. On our first morning, we woke to the sounds of a baba, a Hindu holy man, wandering around our quiet neighborhood asking for alms and reciting morning prayers. Meandering through the unfrequented alleys of the Jivandip neighborhood in which we were staying, It was easy to forget that only 10 short years ago Anand and other cities in Gujarat were the sites of violent communal riots between Muslims and Hindus. On February 22, 2002, a train carrying 58 Hindu pilgrims returning from Ayodhya, the ancient birthplace of the Hindu avatar Rama, was attacked at Godra by a group of Muslims. All of the Hindu pilgrims, known as Karsevaks in Hindi, were burnt alive in the railway coach. This group included 25 women and 15 children. What followed was a series of violent retaliatory attacks against Muslims in the state, resulting in over a thousand deaths of mostly Muslim Indians. According to the BBC, an estimated 200,000 people were displaced. A large number of mosques, Muslim-owned businesses, Hindu temples, and Muslim homes were also burnt and destroyed. 10 years later, We came to Anand to understand how these riots have affected Gujarat's youth. We visited one private and two public high schools, as well as one university, and spoke to both Hindu and Muslim students about their experience in 2002. Even though all the students we interviewed were between ages 8 to 12 at the time of the riots, many of them still vividly remembered the events of 2002. I was quite young then, and I found out that there were two train carriages burned. I have personally seen those train carriages at the Gandhinagar train station. When I saw the train carriages, I was wondering, how was this even possible? I mean, if we get burned by a pot, how must those people in the train have felt when their car caught on fire? All I know is that between the Muslims and Hindus, there were problems in 2002. It was alleged that Muslims torched the bogey number S6 on the Sabarmati express train. About 60 people were burned alive. The burning of the trains in Gujarat sparked broader unrest between the Hindus and Muslims across the region. Growing up, I actually visited India while the riots were still underway. To this day, I can still smell the smell of burning tires from the torch cars and buses along the highway from the Ahmedabad airport to my ancestral home in Anand. The students we interviewed, who were around the same age I was when I visited Gujarat in 2002, had similar memories of the events that took place after the burning of the trains. At the time, I didn't understand the significance behind what I saw. 
At the end of the day, I was still a visitor to this place. My ties with the community were not as close as those that have grown up and lived there for the whole, their whole lives. So we remember as kids, we all used to be awake. I mean, we had good time. I mean, like we were playing and everything in the night. It was cool. But our parents and everybody, like they, they were really worked out and, you know, they, they would be having these huge weapons. There are weapons of Indian origin, like swords and everything, swords. Then there's a Indian version of pistols called tamanchas and everything. There would be such things in families, you know. So people would be having the, such things in their hands and they would be literally patrolling the society gates and everything. And um, there, was, there was this, uh, you know, hardware shop in, in a complex in front of my society's gate. And it was, it was uh, you know, Salim Bhai's shop. I mean, that guy was a Muslim. Like, he'd been there for, I guess, last 50 to 70 years. Okay, and he was, like, very friendly with all the Hindus and everything. And, like, everybody in the area knew him. But when it came to the riots thing, I mean, people burned down his shop. I mean, they, they looted it and then they burned it down. I mean, it was, like... I, I mean, I couldn't understand there are, there are feelings like communal friction and like people feel such things towards each other. I was, I, I, I like, I asked my dad, I mean, what has he done to anybody? Why should we be burning down their shops, right? People from our religion, why should we be doing, I mean, he didn't do anything, right? It's people from his religion. So why should he be targeted and everything? And there was my rickshaw driver. A, a rickshaw is a transport vehicle, you know, public transport vehicle, if you're not aware about it. I used to go to school in uh, a rickshaw and uh, the driver was a Muslim and even he had been serving Hindus for about, I, I don't know, all his life, you know, all, all his whole life, I mean, he had been serving Hindus and uh, his, his rickshaw was burned down too. Uh, small, uh, like uh, I was uh, studying in fifth grade or sixth grade and uh, neighborhood uh, friends told me that uh, there have been a riot in Godhra, uh, the train has been burnt and uh, lots of uh, dead bodies were brought, um, uh, they have been bringing to Ahmedabad. Uh, near over, um, uh, uh, they, dead bodies were passing from our house uh, uh, and I have seen that. And used to uh, say falsely or uh, true, uh, that uh, Muslims are coming uh, with a uh, uh, sword in a hand and they, they are going to kill us or uh, uh, all that. But they never came. Uh, but I heard that uh, so many Muslims and uh, also so many Hindus uh, were killed in the uh, first 24 hours of uh, Godra riot. My mom called her brother my mama. He lived at Vachaner near Rajkot. My mom told him to take us and move there because there were no communal riots going on there. My mama tried to arrange a private taxi to Bordesad. However, there was nobody willing to come to Bordesad because it was an area that had communal riots. Me, my mom, my dad, my mama, and driver left the town. We are the people that never see ourselves as Hindus or Muslims. We are just human beings. I am a Muslim, but I learned to walk in a Hindu temple. Even today, the Hindu priest calls me up and asks how I am doing. I used to go into the Hindu temple and the masjid like they are equal. When communalism was there, some daikots would say that they could determine who was Muslim and who was Hindu based on people's faces. When we started to leave town, one daikot came and pointed his gun at us, forcing the car to stop. The car stopped and Mama got out. My father told the man, we are like you, we are of your caste. Only then did the Daikot let us go. 
When we saw the situation of Borsad, I was placed in the trunk of the car because nothing should happen to me there. A Hindu mob stopped our car. My mom had kept her bindi on her forehead, and so they thought that we were Hindu. The mob leader said, you are of our caste and you can go. In front of our car was another car. The car's occupants were being beaten up. Some cars made it through these mobs safely, others didn't. Our journey also took us to Borsad, a Muslim-majority town 15 kilometers outside of Anand. There we visited the Hanifa school, a community school supported by a board of local Muslims. Here the students recounted the riots in a more politicized manner, emphasizing that the burning of the train was a Hindu conspiracy to justify the mass killings of Gujarat's Muslims. There will be not unity because of such a corruption in our India and such a such a corrupted ministers are standing on the post of chief minister and they all, they only encourage and motivate people to do such rights and it cannot be safe uh, Muslim people cannot be safe as they are in minority and this unity cannot be joined together. You, if you see in 2012 uh, that the that. Narendra Modi, uh, he he only want that India uh, in, from India no Muslim will in India no Muslim he do not want to make Muslim to live here in India. That's why in 2012 uh, in 2002 he he open, uh, he opened the border of Pakistan and he gave uh, order to his uh, army to make each and every Muslim run away from India. We also sat down with a few teachers at Hanifa to discuss their memories of the Gujarat riots. After hearing these teachers' stories, we suspected that many of the opinions of the Hanifa students we interviewed were coming from their teachers. One more thing I would like to draw to your attention was that, that we can say that 2002 riots is a well-planned, why can we say that it is a well-planned for this, you know, because the riots prolonged for weeks and the killing was in hundreds. Agar riots hote hai, and it is between the public to ek marta hai, do marta hai, you know, it's not in groups, you know. But it was done with outside help. And the killing was done in hundreds. And why didn't the CM stop it? Why did it last for weeks? Abhi just it started last month in Maharashtra. The riots, you know, it was in opposing that Asamka incident. Why did the government took it control? Because the government was wanting it should not happen. It stopped. It's only when the government people are interested that this should happen, it could prolong for such a long time. CM The chief minister could have stopped this, but it was his will. So in generally we are always labeled as a terrorist. If people, if if we go to anywhere here, so if we if they see a beard and cap, so they they have very strong doubt on us, and uh, they they look at us in a different way. Are you Muslim? Why are you here? They are there asking question. Why are you here? What do you want? Uh, they they look at us in a very suspicious way, right? So, yes, so, fine, and we are being labeled as a terrorist, we are not terrorist, we, 
if he if he wanted to and it is always said that that islam spread with the sword islam doesn't spread with the sword islam spread with the sword of love peace humanity right so we are the peacemaker because islam meaning is itself is peace we are the peacemaker we and it is we clearly stated in the holy quran that if any person kill innocent person it means he has killed the entire humanity right so it is strictly prohibited to kill innocent person despite such politicized statements the majority of the students at the local schools that we interviewed were positive about the future of hindus and muslims in the region especially among youth many of them while they vividly remembered the violence did not feel negatively about hindu muslim relations among the most of the students that we spoke with many had friends and relationships across the hindu and muslim communities 10 short years after the riots it appeared that the next generation of gujaratis had to learn to cope with and rise above the religious strife when I, whenever i was a muslim with white topi on head uh, so i used to uh, feel some fear that uh, he might be terrorist or a, he might have done riots he might have killed someone uh, and uh, used to fear for 2 to 3 years but uh, then afterwards uh, it become normal i have muslim friends and uh, we uh, share our thoughts and we don't have problem with each other and now i can say that uh, and the riot were caused by a political point of view and uh, uh, there is a uh, no there is a perfect harmony between hindu and muslims there are some people uh, who are making uh, uh, them envy of each other and uh, trying to kill e- kill each other but, uh, otherwise india is very great place and uh, hindu and muslim i think by the way i am going right now i am commuting on my bike uh, from nadia to here and uh, <laughs> my partner is muslim <laughs> so we have very good friends uh, there is uh, nothing and uh, you may see that uh, after gujar riots uh, when uh, gujarat formed in 1970 around and uh, there uh, there has been riots in every decade in gujarat communal but uh, this is the first decade 10 years uh, that there has been no riot after 2002 uh, it has been peace and harmony and people think uh, safe in gujarat now Because of the India-Pakistan issue, Muslims are disadvantaged in India today. The politicians in this country should do more to give more benefits to the Muslims so that the two communities have more equality. Only then will there be no possibilities for fights to occur between these people. Politicians are the only ones to make this all possible. It is not impossible to improve unity going forward. Hindus are a majority and Muslims are a minority in Gujarat today. Muslims should be given protections. It should become so that Muslim minority does not see themselves as disadvantaged. Muslim children should be allowed to have opportunities for education. Muslim students should be able to become doctors, engineers if they desire to do so. Students should be given scholarships to make it possible for them to overcome this difficulty. Our journey to Gujarat brought us face to face with people that not only lived through but also grew up around the communal riots. Although not everyone in Gujarat believed that things were perfect between the Hindus and Muslims today, each student believed that communal unity would be possible going forward. I came away from this experience inspired by 
the stories that Gujarat's Muslim and Hindu students shared with us. Despite the conflict in 2002, the people we met and the stories that we collected left me with the sense that things are getting better in Gujarat. For me, this was the most meaningful part of our journey. As a Gujarati, it is uplifting to see that the Hindu-Muslim divide that has plagued our state for the last 10 years may be slowly disintegrating. While I shared Robbie's feelings of hope about the future of Gujarat, I was especially shocked by the stories that the students and teachers at the Hanifa school shared with us. At the end of her interview, the 15-year-old Muslim student I had been interviewing said something that really struck me. Claire, she explained, don't you know that in 40 years the world will be ruled by a Muslim caliphate? Even after we left India, I couldn't shake the sense that there still existed significant tension between Muslim and Hindu communities in Gujarat. While most of our interviews reveal that things are getting better, the region still faces deep-rooted challenges to Hindu-Muslim peace and unity. Ironically, after all the stories we heard, what really lingered the most for the both of us was the crystal clear voice of the Baba singing his creation story. His notes were like an emblem of hope, a symbol of rebirth for the people of Gujarat.